Welcome to Soft Bites Podcast. Your life, your dentistry. We talk about ways to have more fun and meaning in one of the coolest and most rewarding professions in medicine. Conversations on how to bring awareness, create a healthy workplace, and provide emotional insights to make dentistry a fulfilling activity while making space for one's wonder, creativity, and freedom. Here are your hosts, Manuela and George Andre. We are on. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Soft Bites podcast. Uh, hello, George Andre. Uh, and today we have a very special guest. Uh, today we have uh, Diogo de Guerreiro with us. Um, Diogo is a <laughs> Diogo is a colleague, a Portuguese dentist. Um, we uh, we actually uh, were colleagues of uh, of course, so we we finished together the um, the course in 2001. So 95 to 2001. Um, Correct. And uh, and Diogo, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. I'm going to be very honest with you. When I when I, when I made the invitation, I thought mm, maybe he's not going to to accept. So <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm very grateful for the invitation thanks guys for having me and um and why why you would you say that no no no, no. at all no at all. i uh it's a pleasure to be here speaking with you and uh, i uh, well we I, I saw you on the podcast lately but i i didn't saw you for years right i, I mean we graduated <laughs> almost 20 years ago <laughs> and uh yeah and yeah. But thanks for having me i i don't know if i have anything to add to your brilliant podcast uh, uh, well one of the things that you have one of the things that you have, I was commenting that to me. Well, I, I don't think that we have spoken many times, but I always, I always got a very good energy from you. Always, always. And that's something oh, that is... Thank you. Yes, I, yes, it's true. Uh, I, I don't think that we have talked that many times. I've been with you once. I was no. with you once in, in, um, in, uh, in something that Paulo Monteiro developed, the presentation yeah. skills course. It was in Lisbon. It was yeah. a very funny course. It was. It was. And, and so, I you you and the colleague, right? It was you and someone Lindo. else? Lindo. 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 Yes, yes. Yeah. Amazing guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, such a too. cool guy. And, and, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. went out. I have, I have, actually, I have an amazing story from that night because we went out, and there was this, there was this club in Bairro where the, where everybody would go. It, I mean, it was not a strippers club, but the, but the, the the highlight was like there was a stripping there. Everybody would go there, men, women. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. I, I don't know I don't know how I got carried away into that place. And every night uh, the, the the stripper would select someone from the audience, completely random. <laughs> it was when, it was me. <laughs> it was me. It was me. Curious. <laughs> but it was like because I had, I always had this bad luck in this situation. So when I when someone so good, they, they always select one guy. And when the time when the time came, I went just to the back of the audience because I always bad luck. <laughs> and then she went through the she went through the audience. She grabbed and it was like I, I was so shameful because she she spanked me. She did everything is recorded on video, but no one would like to show me that. So I remember that very well. But I, but I, yeah. I, I always had a very good time like from you. Yes, it, oh, thank it, it you. was quite. Yeah. It, it was quite shameful. But I always had a very good. I always had a, a very good energy for, from you. So I was. I was. Um, and th- th- that's probably one of the main reasons uh, uh, that that I 
very excited to have you, and of course, of your background. And, and uh, um, I know that you have, um, at least for a period of your of your of your professional life, you were a lot into lecturing and you traveled the world lecturing. And you had some yeah. amazing presentations at that time. It was some cutting-edge technology and some cutting-edge design on your presentations. And we had to talk about that. Um, so um, so thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I, it's mutual. I, I, again, Manuel, I know a little bit better. From, even though when I was in school, I wasn't not in school for real. I was a little bit... Uh, I was just there to do the exams and stuff. But... Uh, He was. Uh, I wasn't the most brilliant student at the time, so Manuel was probably on probably the other <laughs> side of the spectrum. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think I had the maturity at that time actually to to enjoy dental school. But I enjoyed dental school in another way. Um, so Manuel, I know for for many many years. Uh, you again, I remember you and and Rui from that um, from that course. Uh, and then, and then, uh, social media, right? And and I, I I've been really seeing Manuela on social media with the mindful dentistry. Um, but apart from that, I, I kind of lost track of her, and, and that's many of my colleagues uh, from back then. Uh, but you, I, I, I stopped following you, and I, I, I became a really uh, big fan of your work. I think you have uh, more more than the work, and, and it's something that I don't know if we have time to talk a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit out of social media now. Um, I started very early on social media, and um, and the, I now I'm I, I think I peaked and then I kind of left social media a lot. But when I was in social media, more to the end of uh, when I was very active, I remember seeing your cases, and then more than the cases themselves, I, I think again uh, you also transmitted a lot of positive energy and, and a lot of. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think that's the word. Thank you for that. Thank we you. we are going to talk about social media further ahead because uh, I I knew that you were out of social media and I think that's very interesting because dentistry and social media they have it has this relationship. Um, so we're going to talk about that later. But uh, before we get into that, uh, just tell do you tell tell us a little bit about your your journey. Start by telling us why you chose dentistry. Um, What, what was the reason and a little bit uh, of your journey until where you are uh, now at this moment in your life. And, and sorry, Diogo, sorry, sorry, you can start by what were you doing exactly on dental school besides classes? You can start. You can start yeah. there. Well, no problems. I have nothing to hide. Uh, well, uh, when I finished high school, um, I, I, I have no one in my family that's... Uh, Related to dentistry or, or any other medical profession, the more from the engineering side. Um, but um, my sister, I have a sister, and she was a brilliant student, and and she did pharmacy, and um, and you know I'm I'm younger, I'm four years younger, so I am the guy that my sister would cry. If she has 95%, she would cry, and I would be happy fifty. <laughs> you know, so my parents knew. Like, oh, okay, guys, just whatever, just go to university, just do something with your life. But my grades weren't, weren't awful um, in, in high school. Um, when I graduated high school, I wanted one of two things, either um, a veterinary school or a dental school. Um, pros and cons, um, there was a time that I wanted to be a marine biologist, so these were the three things that I applied when I graduated from high school, was marine biology, dental school, and, and vet school. I got into marine biology in farm, 
uh, and I got into uh, dentistry in uh, Monte Caparica. And, uh, and I said to my mom, I'm going to go to marine biology in fact, because I love scuba diving and all that. And she goes like, no, you're not. Uh, so I guess that's how I got into dental school. Uh, not, not knowing, and I, know, I think most of the students at that time, I don't know nowadays, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I, I was teaching in school, but more of a graduate level, so I don't know much about undergrad. Um, but at that time, and Manuel is here and you, we probably graduated at the same time, uh, we would go to dental school either clueless or people that wanted to go to medical school and didn't make it, right? Absolutely um, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I went to dental school, you know, not knowing. I knew since a young age I was very good with, with my hands, with Play-Doh. Um, my, my grandfather had a clay shop, you know. So yeah. um, I, I used to build stuff when I was young. I, I, I knew I liked to do something with my hands. Um, but dental school, when you get there, you get the, the first three years, it's just anatomy and, and biology and, and, and biochemistry. And, and honestly, the first year, I, I hated it. Um, but then you know that then start you start getting into the school into you know you make new friends. Um, I got into the tuna, the musical group. Uh, for those yeah. who don't know in English, yeah, um, and, and 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 then you know and then uh, a whole world opened for me. You know, it's like it was not the school, it was not dentistry anymore. It was uh, having fun with my friends. My mother calls me and says, uh, "Hi, how, where are you?" Oh, I'm in Canada. Like, are you in Canada? Yeah, we came to for a show for a festival. You know, and that was my life. You know, I I I used to go to bed at five in the morning, uh, in in with my friends playing guitar and, and and drinking and 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 then I would wake up, whatever time in the day, and okay, let's go to the rehearsal of the tuna, and that was my life for, for six years. You know. Um, and yeah, in between there was some studying, obviously. But um, if if I, I don't tell that to my kids now, I, I, <laughs> right? Right? But back we had to cut this. We had to cut this part out. <laughs> and comes to show that you know, uh, there's time for everything. There's time for everything. And and I never, I don't regret what I did. Um, and I learned when I graduated dental school, um, I realized that there was a lot that I had to learn. Um, but I did learn it. Okay, so it's 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 a different process. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a cliche or not, but the best dentists that I know always had fun in dental school. Always had fun in dental school. They, there's time, and I tell tell this to my kids all the time. There's time for everything. It's not. I'm 46. I'm not going to have fun now. I'm not going to go out and drink. I'm not going to. You know, I don't drink alcohol now, for example. Uh, I did back then socially, but I did, you know, there's time for everything. And I don't regret anything that I did. I think it's part of the process of growing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did dental school, um, average student. I was not awful, but just average, right? Um, I realized that I had to, to study a lot when I graduated because there was a lot of knowledge missing. Um, and during dental school, um, I was pretty much useless for anything clinically apart from surgery and, and, and endodontics. Um, the others were like, yeah, sure, but uh, nothing really captivated me like endo. So um, when I finished dental school, um, I knew that I was going to go either surgery or, or endodontics. I worked a couple of years as a general dentist. Um, didn't quite like it as a general. Uh, didn't quite like it. Uh, 
also because at that time there was a lot of lack of knowledge, right? So when I say, oh, I didn't like prosthodontics, uh, I didn't know anything about prosthodontics, right? Uh, so um, that's why also I think I hated being a general dentist because there was so much that I didn't know. Uh, so I, I thought the, the thinking process was if I specialize, maybe I can, I can fuel, I can fuel my, 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 my learning process to that. Uh, so that's what I did. Uh, so I went to do um, a master's degree. At that time, there was none in Portugal, so I had to go to Spain. So I did um, I did in Santiago de Compostela. I did uh, endodontics there. And then um, there was a couple of endodontics in Portugal at that time. There was uh, there was Gingera, there was Pedro Cruz. There was not many, not many. And um, me and Mario Rito, both of us, went to Santiago, both from, from the same city. So... We decided let's open um, a dental practice specialized in endodontics, which is, this was 2005 or six. It's kind of crazy at that time. Uh, but, you know, I, I was driving an old car, and for me, I'm like, I'm, I'd rather buy a microscope, even though that was a very crazy idea at the time, than buying a new car. Let's, let's go. Um, so, bought a microscope. Um, again, a learning curve there, learning as I go. Um, and then, you know, there's no referral-based system in Portugal, so it's very hard to get um, patients referred. But, but I, you know, started, and that, that time social media helped, obviously. Uh, the marketing helped in social media, but um, that was it. Uh, in the process, um, I married a Canadian dentist. So okay, we met... So, oh, yeah, yeah, go on, go on, please. I'm, 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 this sounds like a monologue. I'm so sorry. No, no, um, no. I, I, no, it's, I, I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> so, you met this... so, so, sorry, you, you married a Canadian dentist. How did you meet her? Was that, was that doing some of, the, of your traveling to Canada with a tuna? Correct, yeah. We met in the Azores Islands. So, um, she was part of a, a musical group from Canada, of Portuguese immigrant kids um, that get together. They built a tuna. They were not affiliated with any university, um, but um, as, a, as a, a way of maintaining the Portuguese tradition in Canada, they, they built um, a tuna here um, of Portuguese immigrants, and they, they got a chance of going to play in the Azores because of the majority of the, of the immigration here is from the islands, right, from the Azores islands. Um, so... Um, my tuna went to Azores to play on a festival, and she went to play there, and we sit in front of each other and on, on a dinner. And um, and also, oh, what where are you from? Oh, I'm from Canada. Oh, I'm from Portugal. So what do you do? Oh, I'm a dental student. Oh, I'm a dental student too. And she thought I was hitting on her. She's like, no way, this guy's a dental student. And I'm like, I am. So oh, and 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 that's how we met. You know, that's how I met your mother. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it was, and and, um, and it was. Uh, I said, "Oh, I would love to go to Canada to to see the university." She's like, "Oh, you're welcome." So I went there a couple of times to have a look, to, and then they invited us to to go play in Canada, and then you know we became friends. And at that time, uh, the only way to chat was through um, Mirk. I don't know if Mirk, you remember, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That, that. The chat room. Uh, correct and. Uh, we used to chat, you know, with the different different um, timetables, but we would chat on Mirk, and 
and you know, and then she would come here in the, in the summers and just friends. And after that, got to a point that we decide, well, is this gonna happen or not? Um, so, I like I like the detail. Yeah. She came here every summer, just friends. Yeah, yeah, as friends, uh, because because uh, because her pre- uh, her parents wouldn't let her. Uh, move to Portugal unless we get married, and there was a big step, right? <laughs> of course, of course. I'm sure. And meanwhile, I graduated. She was um, two years behind because in in Canada mm-hmm. you have to go to university first before you go to dental school. So different, uh, they do they do eight years of university instead of six at that time that we did. So she, I, I graduated, and I had two years um, by myself before she finished. So I thought, okay. Maybe I should apply to go to Canada. Um, and I had the bl- brilliant idea of, okay, I want to go to the UK to work. So I moved to the UK <laughs> for, uh, for two years. I worked in, in the UK. Uh, my, my objective by moving to the UK was obviously a different experience. I had nothing to attach me to Portugal at that time. Um, nobody in my family was a dentist, only my friends. Um, but I moved to the UK. And um, and when I moved to the UK, um, the objective was okay. Let me work in an English environment, see if I like it. Um, maybe it will help me if I need to do any examinations in Canada. If I want to work in Canada later, I don't know. Uh, so I moved to the UK for two years. Terrible, terrible experience. Um, um, every experience has had the good sides and the bad sides. Uh, dentistry wise. Awful, you know. I was working under the NHS. I don't know if you have heard the horror stories of the NHS. Um, but yeah, well, I came back after the two years because the, the type of dentistry there was not um, for me. The type of dentistry at that time uh, there. So I came back and then went to to do the specialty in endodontics. And it, that's pretty it, much it. It, it, it hasn't improved that much, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I believe you. I believe you. It was bad. It was bad at the time, um, and uh, but it, again, it was an experience. I was uh, I was with a colleague from Portugal. Both of us went, so we were living together, um, and it was an experience. You know, you learn, you grow up, and and it was good in that sense. Um, dentistry wise, was not, but okay. So, so tell me, tell me, sorry, tell me something. Um, at, uh, when was the time that you? Because I remember that you started to lecture quite a lot. Was that after or before London? Because, like I was saying before, I remember uh, seeing some of your lectures, especially when when I, I, I was giving a course in Foramen Dental Education Center in Porto, and I remember seeing at that time some of your slides. And at that time, the design of your presentations, like you were saying, that I mean, you, Paul Monteiro, Rito, you are really at the cutting edge wave of endodontics in Portugal. Many people don't remember that because in Portugal now they have a lot of courses of endodontics. But I remember at that time, the design of your slides, the presentations, and you, and, and I also remember that you were you had a lot of connections with Nazari from Ukraine and with um, the other guy from uh, the friend of Nazari that they worked together at the time because they also did endo. So you lectured a lot in Europe and you lectured a lot with, with Paulo. How, how did that start? Um, I'm sure you enjoy that. I'm sure you enjoyed it because the, the quality of the presentations were really, really, really top notch. I have to say that um, I have to mention Mario here because Mario, oh, yeah. Mario was very important. Um, 
as I grew up um, as a clinician, um, Mario was very important because he was um, he was my teacher in school in dental school. Um, mm-hmm. but we, we were from the city, so I remembered Mario. Mario is like three or four years older than me, um, but I remember being in high school in Stubal and Mario being in high school too. Like he was older, and, yeah. and when I graduated, uh, when I, when I was in dental school. Um, uh, I met him. He was my 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 assistant professor in in I think it was in prosthodontics and then later on in endodontics. Um, but we actually we connected immediately, you know. And by the time that I graduated, he was um, somehow my safe network, my my safe net when I finished yes. as a guy that's, that's very different from from me. I was very very impulsive, very aggressive, and he was the opposite, you know? He was the, all, always the guy that said, slow down, do this way. Uh, and, and it made me think a lot. And, and, and the fact that um, I had him by my side, not only clinically, uh, he was an estilism, an amazing clinician, uh, but more like as a brother, you know, in my life, and kind of because you have... For sure, you and we probably are the same. You have yeah. you have yeah. friends, and you have friends that are like family, right? And he was like that for me. He was family, and, and at the time, he is he has an amazing capacity of looking at things um, with different eyes. You know, it's it's amazing. It's like you look at a, a cup, you look at a cup, and he's he can he can build a slide on with a cup and looks awesome. While other people build a slide and it's like, eh, you know, yeah. and yeah. and I started taking that from him, and 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 he was the one that led me to me and him both and Paul the same. All all of us, I think, the three together, um, we used to 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 make sure that you know, it's. I always tell the story of the um, how do you call? It? I don't know the name in English for a status that that transparent things that you used to to lecture with, you know. The stuff the slides you would oh, the yes. old school slides. Slides. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the slides, those transparent sheets that you place in the in, in, in the light that people used to use, mm-hmm. that professors used to use on, on dental yeah. on schools. We had, we had that. We had I remember biochemistry, mm-hmm. you, you used to write yeah. the formulas and I'm like and I grew up with that, and I said, man, I, I, how can you teach endodontics, which is a 3D environment, in with this, you know, or with slides? or?" And it brought the hell out of me when I, when, I, when I read, when I go to a lecture and I read text or I read the, the classic blue uh, background with yellow letters, you know, it bores the hell out of me. And, and uh, people like me that have a really uh, low attention span doesn't work. So I, I just... What we tried to do was, and, and back then, uh, we, the, the community was very small, right? Even on Facebook yeah. and social media. Yeah. Was, I always tell it uh, as a joke, but it's true that if you write uh, facebook.com slash endodontics, that's my profile. So that's how old I am in, in, in Facebook, right? So it, it, there were not many people at that time. And, and yeah. we started making it the way that we would like to see it ourselves mm-hmm. and it worked right it worked so it was no, nothing, you, nothing. no 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 at the time you i i perfectly remember some of your incursions in eastern countries and you were superstars over there 
No, there were, I don't say, I think that because there was not many people. There was not many people. But the Congress, of course, today it's impossible to have Congresses with hundreds of people like it was like 10 or 15 years ago. But I remember that you were really superstars over there. That, like the presentations were just like amazing. But Andre, it's, it's, it's still nowadays more about human relations than, than skills. Skill. And, and, and I don't think I was, I, I am not, and I was not better than anybody. It, it yeah. was just, the committee was very small, and, and, and the word starts spreading. Like, oh, these guys, yeah. they have good cases, they have this. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, the explanations that are... Yes, I understand. Uh, but the committee was very small. So, yeah, we, we, we will start getting invitations for, oh, you want to come lecture in Bulgaria? Oh, I've never been to Bulgaria. That was the, that was the thing. It was like, I've never been there. Sure. Um but you know, and then there's the other part of uh, I have to work to make money, right? And lectures that were very nice. Oh, yeah, I'm traveling all around the world, but in the end of the month, you come home and you're like, uh, how do I pay the bills? And 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 that's also started to change. Um, some people went to that world of lecturing and and start getting paid for it. Um, I kind of backed up a little bit, um, especially because I knew I was, I was, um, it's all about, I believe that you have to, you have to set goals for yourself, right? Yeah. And my goal was never, ever to be famous or to be a superstar in the endodontic world or to be known. That was not my, my goal at all. So, um, while I, my goals were like, oh, I want to go to the United States. I want to, I want to go to, um, do a program in the United States University. In my head, I had that goal, but I was going on the other way. You know what I mean? Uh, I was like, nah, I, even though I liked, oh, oh, let's go to Malaysia. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's go to Vietnam. Sure. Uh, why not? Uh, but I was getting further, further away from my initial. Um, well, and that's why probably yeah, I stepped back a little bit. But it was great times. Like, I, it was amazing, right? Yeah. And Manuel. when you were, when you were, sorry, sorry, Manuela, I, I, I just had that. I, I just inserted the question there that now I'm back on track. So the biggest challenges on your career, and um, for example, when you went for for the US. Um, was it very difficult that transition those exams, and how's it going now? Yeah, you know, it's it's um, different realities. Okay, um, different realities, different people, um, different um, environment. I'll, I'll I'll tell you that. Um, you know, dentistry is dentistry, and the dentics is in the dentics. The dentics that we do in Stubal, in Porto, in Michigan, or in Toronto, it's exactly the same. Okay. What changes is the people and, and, and the people and the system mm -hmm. and the environment you do it in. So, so, sorry, so, 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 so sorry, first you were in Michigan, right? Yeah. And then you went to Canada. Because they, they didn't recognize any degree. So my objective was to come to Canada because Cynthia, my wife, she's Canadian. Yes. And, and um, the objective was to, to move to, to where we are now, which is her hometown, Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me to come to Canada and to be an endodontist in Canada, I would have to do a program in a North American school because they don't recognize anything from Europe. And even though I, I tried to wave with my, oh, here's my degree from Europe, um, they're like, no, you can't. Um, so... At that time, I thought, okay, so I'm going to apply to a, to a U.S. school 
the thing was in Europe everything is very close, right? I, when I was in Santiago, I would me and Mario would drive from Stubal four hour drive, which was insane for us, a oh, four hour drive. But when you're in North America and, and she's in Toronto and if I was studying in Houston, it's a five hour by plane. So when we considered to move, I, I thought to myself, well I have to move to a program in a range that I could visit my kids, because we had two boys at the time, right? Two, two babies. Um, so looking geographically near Toronto, in Canada, there was only one program at the time, which, is, which, which was University of Toronto, had a program. Then I had University of Buffalo, um, very close to us, um, near Niagara Falls. But the, at the time, the program was, in Atlantic was, um, I wouldn't say a weak program, but was not a very... Uh, advanced program, um, and then I had um, I had Michigan and Chicago. Chicago a little bit further away. Uh, Michigan was pretty close, an arbor, so well, it would be a four-hour drive from where Cynthia was living with the kids. The only problem was that University of Michigan is uh, I don't know if nowadays I've lost track of it, but it was at the time the number one dental school in the world, and the and the dental program was like. 200 or more people applying for four spots. You know what? I said, let me let me apply. I, nothing to lose, right? So I applied. You apply a year before going. So we thought, I'll apply. If, if I get called, I get called. If I don't get called, I continue with my life here. I was, I was, I have, I had a practice in Stubal. I was, um, an, I was an assistant professor at the program in Lisbon. And, so, and sorry, Diogo. So Cynthia, she was living with you at the time in Portugal. Yes, in Portugal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what? what so, so obviously you got in. So what do you think it made a difference that you got one of the lucky guys to be chosen? Do you think it was your cases? Do you think it was your background as a lecturer? It's, it's you know, I um, Michigan. The, the 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 program director in Michigan is. Uh, Neville McDonald is a guy that's yeah. is is um is from New Zealand and he's a very down to earth guy, you know, very down to earth. I didn't know that, but when I go to the when I went to the interview, um, I again experience that I built during the years. Um, even when I was in Lisbon and you interview people for the program in Lisbon, right? I don't care if you are a spectacular clinician yeah. or not. You're going to learn that in the program. I want to see if you're not an asshole. And if you can exactly. be in school for four years, and if you can behave as a normal human being around the people in the school, that's what we look for, right? So when I went to the interview, and, and I was selected for the interview, and that was like I was ecstatic. I'm like, like whoa! Uh, and then start, people start going online, uh, courses to prepare for interviews in dental school. Uh, man, if you are not a moron... Just act normally, okay? You go to an interview, be yourself. Because if they, if if you are what they're looking for, it's a match, okay? If you go there and you try to be someone that you're not, it's going to work bad for both sides, for them and for you, right? And people go to programs and say, oh, the program sucks, this and that, because that match didn't happen. So for me, it was pretty straightforward. I went to the interview and I said, you know, I lay the cards on the table. This is me. This is what I can offer. I am more mature now because all the the party is gone. I'm more mature now. I, I have a background in endodontics. Um, I come on time. Um, 
I'm polite, so like you say, you, you show up, you show up clean on time and ready to the job, and that's ninety percent of this. Yeah, John Wooden. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's it's, uh, and I think that's more than anything else. I think that's why they choose me for the for the position, and and I was there the three years of the program. Amazing time. I never had a problem with anybody. I love the program. I learned a lot in the program because. Lots of people say that, oh, well, you were an endodontist. You were a teacher at the University of Lisbon in a specialty program, and you go to, to do a program in the U.S. Like, why? No, man, you, you have no idea what you learn. When you think you know everything, you don't learn anything more. But sure, I, I had a degree in endodontics. I was teaching endodontics, and I go there, and that's the big advantage of when you're humble to learn and you're open to learn, oh, you learn. And those guys there, I, I, I still have gaps in my knowledge of endodontics, like everybody does. But certainly, I, fe I filled a lot of those gaps the three years I was in Michigan. Uh, so when I left Michigan, I was a different person. I was a different clinician. Uh, and, and most of all, I was much more um, tolerant, I think. Okay, how, how, different, how different is... So I, I had two questions. So financially, was it difficult? And how much of a different person were you? And why was that? Yeah, well, financially, um, programs are very expensive, right? Um, yeah. But... Uh, in the but US, especially. In Canada, yeah, and I could, I could get a loan from, um, from, the, from Canada... Uh, but you know it's it's expensive. But then when you graduate and you work as a specialist, you also make enough money yeah. to pay for the loans. So it's yeah. even though you're kind of it's it's an expensive education system. But again, I don't regret it. Um, and 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 I left a different person. I mean, I, I you know I valued. I think I value different stuff now. Uh, and I look back and 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 the person that I was as a clinician. Um, uh, I think I'm more, much more empathic now than I was before. I'm much more tolerant. Uh, in Portugal, we um, we we don't have too much diversity. Okay. Yes. Um, we don't have too much diversity. We are um, we are a very close society. Even though when when I was there, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, I think we are a very close society. And then when you go to um, when you go to to North America, uh, it's it's a mixture of cultures. You know, it's 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 everybody. It's a pot with where everybody's there, and everybody has to respect everybody. Okay, and and I don't think in Portugal uh, we're there yet. Um, even though we we have uh, again, and I brought and, and and it's something that in Michigan I'm pretty sure they realize. I also brought some of the good things that we have in Portugal and that they, they, they have that right. We are, we are much more warm people. Uh, we are much more um, much more social people um, than than North Americans or 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 people living in North America. They're more kind of like um, kind of cold when it comes to to relationships. Um, but but I, I was myself, you know. I, uh, even though you can't you, in North America, you, you can't come to someone and give two kisses in the face because that was that's very like wow. Uh, you know, in Portugal, we go and we kiss everybody, right? Uh, it's normal. Uh, you can't do that in North America. You shake hands. Uh, so now I go to Portugal and I shake hands because it's, you know, it's, it's the way it is. Um, but, uh, but generally, yeah, this, I think it, it's, it made me, I don't think it made me different in the way I work. You know, that's why I, I, 
I nowadays I don't value at all the um, the technical part of it. Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I kind of disconnected because people still uh, they show off the technical part as being the most important part of dentistry. And at all, it's important. Don't take me wrong. But when you get it, uh, that's it. You know, um, it's not rocket science, is it? It's not rocket science. You don't have to. You don't have to try. Uh, again, unless you're trying to sell me something, if you try to sell me this instrument, you say, oh, this is the best instrument, you're selling it, right? It's a different story. But but I don't think technically it, it evolved much in the past 20 years to a point that um, I would be a different person in that sense. But for sure in human relations and, 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 and the way I see the profession too, uh, I'm much more relaxed. I, I was always relaxed, don't take me wrong, but 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 I'm I, I think I'm more I go I do my job and that's it you know I do my job I, I'm I'm very empathic to my patients when I'm there I care a lot for the person that's in my share a lot um, that's what matters to me especially in my in my specialty here um, we deal a lot with emergencies pain trauma and uh, and if you don't care about the person. And you look at the tooth itself only, you, you'll never be a good endodontist. Um, but apart from that, I, I think I, I, I think I, I now I, I, I draw a pretty, pretty clear line between what's my job and what's my outside life. You know, and 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 one of the reasons that I left social media was because that was consuming me. It was consuming me to the point that I get home and and there was this need to 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 produce content. You know, uh, I was dealing, I was treating a patient, and I was if I had to take five X-rays to get a good X-ray for Facebook, I would, which is wrong. You know, and I admit it. I, my head was not in the I right know place. Exactly, I know exactly what you mean because I I still do the same sometimes. Yeah. And then social media became more of um, more of a, uh, a self promotion and ego booster than anything else, right? And and when I realized that was happening and that was consuming me, I realized that it was affecting my my outside, my my personal life, right? Uh, so I decided to focus more on on the work itself, and then. When I leave work, I leave work, you know, and, and I love to do to, to, to talk in podcasts with you guys. And I love this type of this type of social media. I love. Right. I love to interact. But but I don't like I don't go anymore or I uh, go comment. I go comment on posts as a joke. I jo I'm a joke. So I just I just joke in every post that I see that I, when I can make a joke, I'll make it. But, it, it you know, it, there was too much hate back then. And, and, and because especially. In, in the, com the community was small at that time, and I was, uh, it was bitter, uh, and I don't want that in my life. Right? Yeah. Well, thank you for, for co continuing to comment, because it was due to a comment that you made on one of our posts that I, uh, that I had the idea of inviting you, and I, I immediately told to, to, to André, and he immediately said, yes, yes, let's invite him. He has a very good, good vibe, so thank you for continuing on, on commenting. <laughs> It's it's a good example of um, 
You know, when uh, I don't know now, I really don't follow that much. But back in the day, when you posted a case, for example, or you posted something, the first instinct is to criticize. Exactly. The first thing, the first instinct is to say something bad. Well, there's something wrong here, right? Yeah. And people take time to do that, but but people don't take time to when they see something that's good, that's positive. They don't take the time to say, "Guys, good job, good work, congratulations." Mm-hmm. And that's I wrote that because you know when I saw it, I'm like, "Oh, let me." Out of curiosity, let me listen to it a little bit. And I start listening, and I said, "Man, this is this is new. This is a, a fresh air, right?" So that's why I wrote it. Uh, oh, that's and, that, and thank it, you so much for that. It's I mean, very, yeah. It, it's very interesting that vision that you have on social media and we can go uh, there since you, you mentioned because I it was one of the things here uh, that I wrote that the a comment that you post on your Facebook timeline just a, a, a few a few days ago where you mentioned exactly the, that. So um, do you think if you think that the first instinct is to criticize, is to see the mistake, is to go. Why do you think that dentists continue to look for validation in social media? Then why do you think that dent- that social media is so uh, used uh, in dentistry? FAMO, you know the the acronym FAMO, fear yeah. of missing out. That's it. Uh-huh. People live. People live in in this fear of 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 not catching the wave. You know. But ask Rui, another wave will come after. You don't have to ride that one. You know, and people are so afraid of not being in the wave, in the trend, to be trendy. Even though you don't know, you don't know if that's the right thing to do, you jump on the bandwagon because, oh, that's what everybody's doing, you know? It's cool to be the first one to go there or, you know? And, and that fear of missing out makes people addicted to that. And then it's 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 also that that self promotion that people that people the people the person seeks validation. Okay, when you put something on social media, that's my opinion. I think everybody that puts something on on social media seeks validation. How many of us put something on social media and then we have our phones there and we're like, oh, let me see if someone if someone commented on my post. Oh, nobody commented. Oh, how many likes do I have? You know, and we measure success based on that, right? And, and going back to that, that John Wooden, the, the UCLA basketball coach, he, he, he has this, this quote that I love that he says, the difference between um, success and reputation, right? Yeah. Repu- reputation is a character and reputation, sorry, character and reputation, which comes with success, but reputation is what other people perceive you to be. And character is what you really are. Nobody will post crap. If I take a picture of myself and I look fat and all more, I'm not going to post it on Facebook, right? So I'm going to get the best picture that I can with all my lovely eyes and my nice hair so people can put, oh, I love you, look so nice, this and that, right? That's the ego. You build reputation. There you go. But but do you want to build reputation? Do you need to build that reputation? And when you say that, oh, you're traveling around Europe and, 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 and you're lecturing, probably because at that time I was building that reputation. Now, was that 
really who I was? Was that really my character? I think there's, don't take me wrong, there's lots of people that can, can, can have it very close to what the reputation is and the character is. Um, but some people, man, it's, it's, and I've got so many, so many, so disappointed so many times. Yes, because you have people that have a huge reputation and then they're yeah. just assholes, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's what, what, what took me a little bit. I put that post like two weeks ago saying, man, I, I'm cured two, two and a half years without... Was it difficult? Two and a half years know? without needing to go like... Was it difficult to leave no, social media? No, no, was not. Mm-hmm. No. Did you no, have, think, did you have uh, reactions from I colleagues realized... asking what, what happened to you? Where are you? <laughs> no, 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 yeah, of course. People think, oh... You you are and talking about mental health and then because in our profession it's an issue. Yeah, right? yeah. We are very lonely. Yeah. We are very yes. lonely people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, depression sets in and we don't know we we, we are depressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and and I don't know if it was out of was that time that I left Michigan. So you know I I had the sense of. Of, lo- of loss because you built a family. I went to Ann Arbor and I was there three years, okay? And then even though I moved to my family, I kind of had the sense of loss. I, I kind of lost my Michigan family and my friends that I made there for three years. And I lost all, the, all those bonds that I did there. And when I moved here, I don't know if, if, if depression sets in, if you want to call it depression, if you, but it was, uh, again, it was like a restart, okay? I restarted in Lisbon. I restarted in 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 UK. I restarted in the Arbor, and now I'm going to restart in 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 uh, Hamilton again. Um, and and maybe out of that, always have I always had to think, what was my goal? Right? My goal was to be where I am now. Even though people said along the way, "Man, you have a job in a university here, man." I have people say, you are so known. Like, being known is something, you know? Who cares about being known? Like, who cares, who cares if they say, oh, you, you're a known endodontist? Does, does, that, does my work change? It doesn't change anything, you know what I mean? So, um, at that time, when I moved, I was, again, I was too much involved in social media and... and I said it was enough for me. It was enough of, I was not being the true me, if I put it that way. Mm-hmm. Too much of, too much of, um, of being bitter, too much aggression, too much um, bullying on social media, too much, you know. And, and, and I'm not that. I'm a happy guy. I like to go on social media and do jokes. That's what I do with my friends. I go on, I put a joke, I make a comment, we laugh, and that's it. Okay, I don't need. I got to the point when I moved to Michigan to here, which was th- three years ago, 2019. I don't need self promotion. I don't need ego boosting. I don't need any of that. I, and I'm not saying that everybody that does it does it for those reasons. And 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 maybe at some point of their lives they need those those ego boosts for some reason, which is legit. I I, I don't criticize that. Which is for me. At that time, it was enough. And don't take me wrong, social media is very good. I wouldn't have found your podcast if it wasn't for social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, I Sometimes my wife comes and says, oh, you heard about that fire? No. Oh, it's all over Facebook. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> so I miss, I miss for sure. 
Um, but you know, uh, my friend, I, I am on social media. If you call WhatsApp social media, I have a little group of friends on WhatsApp, like 20 or 30 guys on, 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 on a group chat, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I do that all day, you know? That's my social media nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's talk with friends, joke, share pictures. That's what we do. Um, I, I, I realized when I, go, I went back now two and a half years and I look on my Facebook and I look like, oh man, like, why did I do I want to post this. Or, or even like, oh, 4,000 friends. And, and I scroll in the first hundred, I have no idea who they are. You know what I mean? Um, so in my Instagram, which, which I started much later, uh, I don't have anybody that I don't really know, uh, which is different from Facebook. Facebook was ancient. But yeah, no, I, I I'm not completely out, but I, I limit my I, I limit I, I it was easy answering your question. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, it was easy to, to mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, t- tell me uh, a little bit more about uh, your moving after Michigan to to Canada that you uh, mentioned uh, just earlier, because now you just do clinical work. Yeah. Do you miss teaching? So now I was, uh, yeah, I, I know. I mean, I do, I do and I don't. Um, so in Michigan, during the program, we have to teach, but we have to teach undergrad. And undergrad, it's comp- in endo, undergrad is where you teach uh, endodontics from the 80s to the 90s, and then postgrad, <laughs> you teach the kids from the 90s. <laughs> nowadays, no, I'm joking, but but it's it's like that. It's it's I cannot I cannot teach something that I don't do. You know, uh, even though when you I totally understand that when you teach undergrad, you have to teach them different techniques, more basic techniques, more. But it's you know it's in the dentics advanced so much that at a specialty level we do things. It's not better or worse. It's just we do things differently. And then you go to undergrad and try to teach someone that never did an access cavity, you know, and, and I don't think I was a very good teacher or, or I don't know. I, I don't think I did it the time that I was in Michigan because it was part of the curriculum. We had to teach undergrad. So when I left Michigan, I'm like, ah, there's no way I'm going back. I'm going back to teach, especially undergrad. Um, Grad school, it's different, but um, but you know, um, I like I like to be in the microscope. That's what I like to do. You know, for me, the most relaxing is patients frozen, rubber dam is on. I put the microscope in and I zone out, and it's like one and a half hours, one hour, two hours, whatever I need. I have, you know, I have no stress. I have, no, it's it's that. You know, it's that's it. People say, "Oh, it's, no!" I'm, that's the best part for me. Okay, not dealing with payments or complaints about payments. That's oh man, that's a stress. The work itself for me, it's the relaxing part of dentistry. When I moved from Michigan to here, I was very, very lucky because um, I found a Portuguese guy. This is insane. Uh, so he was born here, or I think he was born in Lisbon, but he came here very young. Uh, so he did all his dental school here. He did his high school here, his dental school here. And um, and Cynthia knew him um, 
because he, he was a teacher at the University of Toronto. Uh, I think it was a dental anatomy or something like that. And um, when we moved, well, Cynthia was here, when I moved from Michigan, uh, Cynthia's like, oh, there's going to be a dinner of um, Hamilton uh, Academy of Dentistry. You want to go to the meet, to the dinner? I said, ah, man, people, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know. She's like, yeah, let's go, you know? You know, because it's true. She's like, you need to find a job. Like dinners and, and, and social things. I'm like, ah, okay. Um, so we went and, and she's like, oh, there's the Portuguese guy. And I go to her, well, introduce him to me. And she's very shy. She's like, oh, I'm not going to introduce you. Introduce you. Who's your teacher? So in the long story short, I met Joe. Joe, uh, Joe DaCosta is his name. Uh, so I met him in that dinner, and he's like, oh, I'm opening a practice in Hamilton, which is the city I'm living in. I'm like, oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, you want to come to the to the inauguration of the practice? Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> so I go to the inauguration of the practice, like a brand-new practice, beautiful. Everything top of the line, you know, ADEC chairs, the best microscopes, ice microscopes all over the place. I'm like, shit, I want to work here. <laughs> this is everything. And I'm like, okay. I, I thought he probably has people working for him, you know. And, and and one day out of nowhere, he calls me and says, like a week after or something, he calls me and says, hey, it's me, Joe. We were in a, in a in a dinner the other day. You want to go for a coffee? I'm like, sure. I'm like, why not? I have no friends here. Why not? So I go for a coffee with him, and I and he's like, oh, I mean, I'm gonna. Did you like my practice? Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I need to find an endodontist to work with me now. I'm like, man. I'm your man. And, and he thought I was working already, you know? And, and man, I started working the week after, and, and we're together ever since, man. It's, it's, he's a nice, the nicest guy. Uh, because you can, you can find some, again, some ales here too. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, he's a nice, like, you know, when, when it's like when I worked with Mario, you have the same mentality. Patient is what matters, okay? Yeah. And 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 I worked in other places and, and where money matters more or profit matters more, and and the patient is just a, a an object that comes in and comes out. Okay, and and even though patients come come in and comes out, when the patient is in, it's the patient that matters. Okay, and for me, it's it's very hard to work with people that don't have the same, the same concept as I do. Uh, and I did try to work with some people that didn't yeah. have the same concept or, or that I thought again, that had, but they, they, they hadn't. So, so, and we, and so, and, and we just perfectly fine. And, and so tell us what's your typical day? What's your typical week in terms of, of I mean, I mean, how do you work every day? How many is it intensive? How many hours do you work a day? Do you work all the days of the week? What's your typical day and week? Yeah. No, so uh, our practice is um, eight to five with one hour lunch. So we start at eight. We have one hour lunch, uh, which we sometimes, usually we don't have because emergencies show up and we, we, we put emergencies at lunchtime. But um, it's that, 8 to 5. I work uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I don't work full day on Thursday. And then I work Fridays, half day. And that's it. 
when I leave work at five, I get a second job. I'm an Uber driver for my kids. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're dead. We're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because how old, it's, uh, how old are they now? How old are they? 11, 11 and 14. Oh, nice. So it's, uh, it's soccer, it's swimming. It's well, you know, they can't drive, so we have to drive them. So it's um, and, and it is what it is. And, and you know, but pleasure, I said, sure. yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned yeah, you mentioned that now you have very clear lines between job and outside life. Tell us a little bit about that. How did yeah. you create that life uh, work balance? How how what what did you have to adjust? Social media, for example, was was a step that you did. I think for that to achieve that. Yeah. And how do you how do you manage that? Because I think that's a big thing for dentists. You know, the, it's a, it's the holy grail. You know, how to have work life balance when you are a dentist. It's uh, it's a very individual um, yeah. situation because uh, uh, it, every person has different scenarios in life. Different again, different goals. Um, different persons are at different stages of life, right? Uh, at this stage of my life, uh, I had to make that barrier because uh, work was consuming me. And, uh, sorry? No. Oh, no, I, continue, I continue. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I was saying that I had to make that, that, that line because, uh, again, dentistry... I don't know if, if every dentist is, every dentist will realize eventually that, but it's a very, very lonely profession, okay? So we work alone. We take a lot of the burden of the treatments on ourselves. And if you are a person that has a personality like me that for years and years, I didn't dealt very good with in success. And even though when I went to Michigan and I was, I, you read the literature and you learn, okay, there's no 100% success, okay? Uh, you put everything, your, all your efforts that you could, that's success. But in the end, it's medicine, right? It might not work. And, is and it, is when it success things, of perfection? It's, it's, it's probably that. It's probably a... a, a it's probably a pursuit of perfection that does not exist, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and and for years I had that that, we, that until I learned, uh, until I learned, um, and I'm still learning. But but I I I never dealt very good with success. And and then you're 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 alone, and you have that burden of of, of things not going well. And then and then fear settles in, you know, and then. When, when when you do something wrong or something wrong happens, you when you go do it again, because our work is very repetitive, right? You are afraid, okay? But you, you can't tell anybody that you are afraid because you are perceived as weak, right? So it, 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 inside, it's a lot. It takes a lot. It consumes yourself, okay? And and for a long time, I had that that. I have that in me, and, and I, uh, it's something that I try. When I say that I, I, I draw a line, is I try not to bring home the problems. Obviously, it, it's problems that I create to myself, probably right inside my head of, oh, oh man, I didn't do this very well, or didn't do that very well. Um, but I try 
you know, I, I know that I put 100% of myself into what I do. Uh, so it's what I realize also is that I cannot be so tough to myself when, when, I'm outside, when I'm outside work. And that's, yeah. And then imagine having all these issues inside your head and then go to social media and say, oh, that guy posted that post horrible case. You know, it's too much. It's too much. There's, there's no time for, for, for that. Okay, it's it's time to enjoy. It's time to be happy, and 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 go travel. You know, instead of being on social media, or yeah, plan plan your week in a way that okay, I'm gonna work really hard, and then the next week I'm gonna go to Machu Picchu. Okay, to 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 relax. You know, and 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 I know that not everybody can do this because again, circumstances are different for every person. But when you set a goal and, and you work and you realize that you you got your goal done, it's rewarding, right? You, you feel accomplished. Uh, so that's what I'm what I'm trying to do nowadays. It's it's I work. I, I give everything that I that I can to my patients. I put the patients first, but I, I don't stress anymore as much as I as I did with with the outcome. Let's say. Uh, um, and and I try to I try to relax outside uh, more and not think about dentistry that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, do you do you do you teach now? So no. or is it completely? Is not is, isn't that in the horizon like postgraduate teaching or stuff like that? Because I look at you, a guy like you, I think it's. It's a waste if you don't teach, man. <laughs> don't you think? Thank you. No, it's you know it's it's I, I don't know I, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't go back to it or that I would consider going back to it. Um, I I, feel, I I honestly feel that I don't have anything to teach. You know, uh, I think that. I don't know, man. I, I, I how do I explain this to you? It's it's the feeling that you know. I don't know. Call it the imposter syndrome or whatever it is. I I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough to teach. I have that sensation. I feel like, man, I'm I'm speaking for. Are they enjoying this? Are they understanding this? You know, I, I and and uh, I don't know. I I I think there's nowadays there's nowadays. Yeah, I, I understand that, and and I, I you know, I, I I dedicate a lot of my of my um, of my uh, professional life to teaching, and it, it is true. I, and I I don't think that I always feel that. I always feel, I have even last Saturday I gave a full day class, and I think it was awful. And I gave that class hundreds of times, but sometimes the wrong questions from the wrong student completely fucks your day. But the thing is, um, don't you? Do you feel that you need that, that there's a part of you that needs to express through teaching, or you don't feel that? I go, I go once a year. I go once a year to Eglis Munich. Yeah, and, and they are nice enough to invite me. They have a, a postgrad, yeah. uh, a postgrad program in Endo there, and they invite me once a year 
in November, usually in November. Uh, and every year I go there for two, day, two days class. And Do you every look forward year, for that? Do you look forward for that? I look forward because, you know, I go back to my school. Yes. I, I, yeah. I'm with my friends. Yeah. Uh, but when I finish the day of teaching, I'm like, Man, I, I I'm not gonna do this anymore. So I say to an Azul, I say to an Azul, you know what? I I don't. And she's like, oh, you were so nice. Everybody loved you. You have the greatest uh, evaluations. I don't know. I don't. It's something that I've noticed with the years um, passing. That I I don't know. I feel I'm I'm very critical. I'm I. I don't know. I'm very critical in the maybe with myself and the way I teach, uh, but I if I can make sure that the message passes correctly, um, I'm happy. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think the message that I have nowadays to pass is relevant enough because I have the sensation that man, you can buy a book, and what 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 I just told you, you just have to read the book. Okay, it, it, that's what I think. So I feel like I'm, I'm here. If you ask me to, to, to talk, like a talk like this, this is a talk about experiences, right? Yeah. About why, what? Why, why wouldn't you talk about that in your lectures? Yeah, yeah. I, I would rather do that. And out of, out of um, 100 people that are listening or whatever, you, you, you motivate one people or one yes. person. Which is to, a success. To make a difference, it's a success, okay? But what I notice is when I lecture in Portugal, when, when I go to Agassiz, it's very, a very small environment, right? But when I lecture to Portuguese audience, um, and when I lecture about Endo, and I try to be a little bit more on the side of, of, of I wouldn't say controversial, but, but you know, not, not the, the... I understand. ABC of you have to do this and then you open and you have the, the straight line access and because if you don't have the straight line access the file will break and this and that like that's all bullshit man you know that's that's all it's it's and when you, when I go to Portugal and I lecture about something a little bit out of the box give me an example only, give me an example of something in Mandy, because sorry to as you speak, I, will, I was like, really, I really am fortunate because I can talk about prosto interdisciplinary dance because there's so much outside of the technical pop stuff that we teach, you know. So there's this huge of communication with leadership, with management and stuff like that. And it's true in endodontics, maybe it's just a little bit more, maybe it's just a little bit more limited, but... I'm sure that if you think about it, like, like I was asking you, so give me an example of something more controversial or outside of the box that you would like people, that, that you think it's important for the message to pass on and you feel that the audiences, the audiences they, don't, they don't understand it. Because let, let me be honest with you, um, I, today I prefer to, to lecture much more in Latin America and outside Europe because I think that people are more thankful for that. And I think that people are less critical. Like you were saying, I think that Europe is, I mean, let's not talk about the political stuff, but, but I think that we are overcritical. We are overjudging each other. And I, sometimes I do refuse some, some, some invitations to Europe because I really prefer to be paid half and lecture in Latin America. And so I completely understand how you feel. And sometimes it's a very lonely feeling because you understand 
look, there's so many things outside the technical part that I would like to teach. So this is what I'm asking you. So give me an example of something because so I'm what, sure that something ended or something. Ended. So when I think when you go to do a, an end of lecture, when when what the I always ask what is the audience expecting yes. me to give, right? Mm. And and I would disagree. I'm sorry to no, tell yeah, you. I, no, I, yeah, I, I, I think that sometimes you have to, to, to bring something different than what they would like. That what would you expect? I, I understand. I understand. But in endodontics, and, I, and I, I agree with you because I do it. You know, and that's why I feel that sometimes... I'm talking to you because you actually, I know you're a legend in lecturing. That's why I'm telling you. This, and, and I, I want to... It's just, you know, endo most, most, and I say most, not... But most people expect you to give a technical lecture. So yes. basically what they want is a recipe. Okay? Yes. They want a recipe you do. If you do this, 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 and this, success. Yeah. But that premise, we, we, we start by the wrong premise that what is the success in endodontics? We don't know. Nobody knows, right? Is it the patient not having pain? After is the dent to the tooth to be functional, or is it the total healing? Because if I, an example, not being very specific to root canals, but if we do a root canal on a tooth that has periapical pathology, okay, and there's a reduction, you do a you do a five year follow up. The patient has a beautiful crown on the tooth. The tooth is functional. The patient is chewing on the tooth. No problems after five years. Nothing there. And the apical pathology is still there. Is that success or not? Okay. For me, it, it, it's successful. The patient came to me in pain with a pulpitis or whatever, or a necrotic pulp, doesn't really matter. He was in pain when he came to me. Okay. I did a root canal. By all means, I have to do, I did a root canal. On the x-ray, looks acceptable. The dentist placed a beautiful crown, margins are sealed, the patient comes five years after, there's no marginal bone loss, tooth is functional, chewing, the patient has absolutely no complaints, I'm going to say, well, I have to retreat that tooth because you have a periapical pathology, okay? So now, if you tell most endodontists or most schools, people that teach in school, that when, when a patient comes in one point in time to you, and you were not the one that did that root canal, okay? And the patient comes to you, and you are a dentist that got that tooth five years after, and you see a tooth with a crown with no marginal bone loss, in function, patient has no, no complaints, and you find it, and you send me, oh, this tooth needs a retreatment because the root canal clearly failed, and you send to me for a retreatment, and I say to the patient, how am I going to improve your situation here? I'm not. So there's no treatment. Do you think the dentist likes the endodontist? No, he says I'm stupid because I didn't earn two, two grand on the patient. But I care about the patient. So how do you teach uh, people that are starting in our profession that it's not A, B, C, and then success? There's lots of ifs in between. There's lots of ifs in endodontics. There's lots of ifs in prosthodontics. So you start being very critical, okay? And that's what, doesn't matter the specialty, you have to teach, I have to teach, Manuela has to teach these kids 
to be critical thinkers. Absolutely. That's what we need to teach them. They cannot go on the Facebook university and see, oh, Andre, oh, he does it very well. I'm going to copy him. It's not like that because Andre, to get there, he was a process that took him there. Okay? It's like diagnostic in endodontics. I talk about diagnostic in endodontics. Nobody cares about diagnostic in endodontics. They care about, oh, did you have the new blue files, the new reciproc files, the new X files, the new B files? Who cares about the file? Every file does the job. So what you need to know is diagnostic. Do you know how to properly diagnostic pathology? Do you know how to deal with a medically compromised patient? Okay? Exactly. You don't. You know, do, you, do you know what pathologies? Do you know a medical history of the patient? Do you know how to write a, a medical history for the patient? And then in Portugal, they're like, oh, I'm not, don't call me dentist. Call me medic dentista, right? Call me med, <laughs> as I have to be a doctor. But then they care about the file. Man, that's like being a monkey. You know what I mean? So yeah. nowadays, I, 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 when I teach or I'm very... I'm very aggressive in the sense that I don't care what file you use. I don't care what system do you use. I want you to care about your patient, and I want you to care about knowing your stuff to provide a good treatment for the patient. And I honestly think we're not teaching that nowadays. So I, when I was teaching, I tried, okay? I tried to be the person that, okay, let's not teach so much of the technical aspect of it. You can, you can change the world. You can change the world because it's, it's so, it's so in, in raised in, in, in the way. not in the dentistry is, dentistry, exactly. Yeah, because what you what, so, what you say, I can certainly relate that to prosthodontics. We have, and we talk a lot about that on the podcast. We have been, um, we've been getting further away from the roots of the medical profession. And uh, like you were saying, I, it's not about being the, the, having the DR before your name, it's about being a good technician. I mean, we are, we are dentists and we should be good dentists. We are not doctors, let's say it, uh, but we, sh we should be polite and, and we should be able to provide a good job, especially when no one is watching. And, 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 I, and I completely agree with you. And it is true that, um, I, and I still feel frustrated sometimes and uh, and I still feel ashamed sometimes and a little bit out of out of place when uh, when 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 some of these things happen to me in lecturing and even even in this podcast I mean so, some some of my colleagues come to me and say well but now now you you don't do clinical dance you 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 are only good in podcasts I mean it makes no sense to do a course with you because I mean you only do podcasts and stuff like that you know so but having said all that i i think that i i think that dentistry portuguese or whatever we do need people that lecture with your style we do need that and 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 i mean if you if you were a guy that had ne never had any experience in teaching but i mean i know exactly the, 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 your teaching capacities that's just what i'm telling you i think it you should reconsider that i mean because it's it's and it's not about even legacy or whatever. It's just about having that that thing sometimes expressed. That's that's the thing that I have. I mean, but you 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 are you. You know. But it's, it. hard, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to. 
It's hard because there's a lot of politics also. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a lot of you know that everybody knows that there's yeah. a lot. The only the only persons that don't know that politics exists is the ones that are there and doing the politics. Okay, yeah. or taking advantage of the politics. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of. Uh, my wife, she did um, a master's in medical education. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and when she said, why, why are you going to do that? Why are you going to do a master's in medical education? Who cares about that? And uh, only after, and going through the process of her doing her master's, and I realized that so there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge behind um, teaching. There's a lot of knowledge behind theories of educating. There's a lot of knowledge on on how to evaluate your students, and uh, and to be honest, I I I'm, I don't have that knowledge nowadays. Um, I don't think the place where I would teach, I would be surrounded with people that have that knowledge, would, which would make me uncomfortable. Um, in a sense that probably it's, I, I don't think it's going to be a fair evaluation. Um, but, but if we're talking about lecturing as a, going to a weekend course or something, I mean, it's something that, again, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not going to go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe here or there. But to be in a school teaching I think it's very hard. It's it's because it there's a lot of politics behind it. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I my, even my, my academic um, duties they are really low. I, I I do mainly private private teaching. But but just just reconsider that. That that would be my. I would like Yogo, you to reconsider can I, that. Can I just ask you something? When it was always about the patient for you, or 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 did you or did you had that? insight at a certain moment when you start working so when you say that for you okay the technique you, you learn it you do it and it's we know that the industry is is very repetitive um, but you say for me it's about the the patient it's about the human connection it was always like that for you or it was something that you realized i i think moment? it was always you know why because um when i finished dental school 2001 like like with you um uh i realized i i, I knew nothing i knew nothing you know and I, now i look back and i think if i if i didn't care about the patient back then also i wouldn't have made the effort to learn mm-hmm. okay um because don't take me wrong i ha- I have colleagues that technically they're not very strong and they never cared about that. That's it. There's, there's, the, there's this level they do general dentistry, that's it. And, and they live good with it. And not, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, and, and for me, um, I don't know if it was my, my, I don't know, the way I, I, my personality, I don't know. I, at that time I realized um, I can't, If I have stress doing an extraction, let's say, man, this cannot happen, right? Whilst maybe if I had a different personality, I'll be like, yeah, that's the way it is. Well, half the tooth broke, half the tooth broke, better next time. And, and, and for me, it was like, no, this cannot happen. How can I do it better? You know, and 
for sure I failed two, two or more, two or more, three or four or ten more times, right? But but you always care, like you always care in a way that oh I have to be better. I, this has to be, not better for myself, better for the patient, for the outcome, right? Um, so I think I, I think yeah I had I think I had that from the beginning. If you ask me that, um, I think I had that from the beginning. Yeah, and, something and I didn't the, realize when I went to school, but but. And you work you work as an associate dentist, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and, and the models in the US and uh, and Canada are a little bit different from the models that we have here in uh, in Europe. Most of the city. So. Do you have any duties in terms of practice management? And if you do or if you don't, how do you see that in dentistry? Um, because if you heard some parts of the podcast, we, we, we talk a lot about that and the struggles that we yeah. have. Um, yeah, so so what, what's your position in your practice and how much duties do you have of, of management and how do you see dental management today? So it's a big part of, of dentistry that I'm very thankful that I'm not part of. <laughs> so uh, and, and that's the way it is, you know. I, 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 I am very happy to be an associate um, at, at this point of my life. Uh, I'm not saying that I will not abide in the practice or anything, but... But sorry, and, this and, point of, sorry and your wife, is, she's, a, she's a clinician as well, or no? She works as a yeah, clinician? she's a clinician. She's a clinician and she's an associate professor at the University of Toronto, Department she's, of Dentist, Restorative Dentistry. Oh, she does restorative dentistry. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so she, she teaches restorative dentistry at U of T. Okay. And she's a, she's a clinician. So she has her own uh, dental practice, which she manages, okay. and she, I, don't know, I don't know how she does yeah, it. Do you, do you work there? Do you work in her practice? No, no, no because it's in the same city. And, uh, and for ethical and reasons, I have, for ethical reasons yeah, as well. I have yeah. A, yeah, I have a referral based, and even though that uh, my referral refers that know me, but I don't work there. And um, but you know, I I I don't want to be part. I can only imagine the stress that comes with management, the staff. Number one, the staff. Payments, bills, uh, orders, inventory, um, leases, this, that, you know, I'm so fortunate that at this point of my life, that's why stress is kind of completely like, out but of you the had equation that. here, right? You had that in Portugal, in your, in your clinic. I had that when I was such, I was, I was a, a terrible manager. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I'm glad I sold the practice, and when I sold it, I said never again. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm not good at it. I'm not good with with. I'm not good. I'm not good with business plans. I'm not good with. You know, I, I'm, I'm terrible with it. And and you know, when when now when Cynthia opened the practice, we had to do a business plan, and just doing that business plan, what it entitles, like numbers and perspective and, and projections and this and that. Man, no, it's not for me. I, it's not for me. It's not for me. So in that practice that I practice now, um, there's two dentists, two endodontists, me and Joe, and, and then we have um, one, two, three, five, five staff, five staff. And the, the only thing I participate in is uh, staff meetings that we do in a regular basis for mm -hmm. uh, for 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 build up, right? For so, yeah. 
It's something that we discuss yeah. a lot uh, in staff meetings is that when, whenever there's a problem, people should sit together and, and discuss the problems and not, and, not, and not go talk to the, to the other one good. at lunchtime saying, uh, so that's what we try to do. And, and, and you know, I, we don't have that much stress. For me, I don't have any stresses, really. I go, I go in at 7.30, I make my coffee, I sit on my desk, I turn my computer, Uh, I see my schedule for the day. I plan things. I do my job. At five o'clock, I go like, see you guys tomorrow. And that's it. That's uh, wonderful. And then they say, oh, don't forget, tomorrow we have a, a staff meeting at seven. I'm there at seven. Hi, make a coffee. And, you know, I'm a very, very easygoing person. I, I you know, I, I know if, if my life took me where I am now, uh, but I don't want any more. I don't want. If you ask me, oh, but if you own a practice, you make much more money. I don't, man, it's, it, what is more money? What is more, right? Uh, and I always tell when the assistants go like, oh, is it in Portugal? I said, I had the same microscope. I had the same chair. I used the same materials. And I charged $2,000 for a root canal here. And in Portugal, I charged 200 euros. You think I'm happy? I'm very happy. That's it. You know, sometimes people don't know how we do it in Portugal the way we do it. Exactly. I was about they, to ask you that. Because they think, oh, you guys in Portugal, it's what? You put a, a K-file in the canal or yeah. you strip the nerve out, you put some endometazone and that's it, right? No, man, we have microscopes. You know, we have people, mm -hmm. we have, I always tell you, we have... Some of the best clinicians that I know in the world, in the world they're, they're yeah. Portuguese. Absolutely. You know, and, and oh, but how can they charge 200 euros for a root canal? And they pay rent and they have children and the children go to school and they buy food for the kids and everybody's happy, you know? And you guys here, you make a lot of money and you guys look terrible. That's what it is. You That's know? because of the lack of sun. I guess, I don't know, I guess so. <laughs> no, but you see a lot, like, the, here we have the, the dentists here. Then I say I'm very fortunate to work where I work because it's not like that at all, but it's always more. Yeah, I more, understand. Yeah. More. It's the a different you, mentality. The more you have, the more you want, the more, you know, and it's a different it mentality. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, financial expectation yeah, yeah. Out, of, of the, out of the profession. And it's uh, it's a completely different game the, the dentistry in the yeah. US and dentistry in uh, in in Europe and especially. But in the end, yeah. But in the end, you're treating people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the, yeah. the it's the person there. You're doing a root canal the same way, yeah. same yeah. teeth, same molar, same. You know. Yeah. We are hoping we are hoping not to, to be taking too much time. We have a couple yeah. more questions. Uh, one Go of the, one of the things that we have. Here, one of the questions is uh, about um, developing yourself as a person and what you think is the right mindset for dentistry. I'm, of course, that you have been telling us throughout the, your path that basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, you, you came to a point when you realized, well, what makes me happy is to reach my goal, to be with my family in that place. I, I am very happy where I am at the moment. I have... Uh, um, I, I, I do what I like in the way that I like it, uh, on the terms that I like. And of course, it's, it's a very personal journey, as you, as you, as you, as you mentioned. Um, 
and and also there are different cultures. I mean, Europe and and and, and Canada, it's completely different. But in dentistry, what what do you think that um, other kinds of mindsets, for example, like you were saying, you are much more exposed to to, to clinicians that the financial part is absolutely important. Do you think they are happier? And don't you don't you sometimes see a pattern which is sometimes the more complex, the more money, the more drama, and the more confusion, and the less happiness? Don't you think that? Um, yeah. What's happiness, right? What makes you happy? What? Yeah, it depends. Personal. Yeah, it depends. If 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 you know, I I know dentists that. When they end the day, they they get to the end of the day and they look on the computer and they say, "Oh, we made um, fifteen grand today." That's happiness for them. I okay. I have other dentists that when they finish and they're like, "Oh man, you saw that kid that broke the front tooth today? We had a trauma. I could put the tooth back. I'm so happy." Yeah, that's for the, for for them. That's what matters. So it's it's very hard to say um, or, or to make. Or, or to, 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 to make assumptions or, or to generalize, to, to, to extrapolate to a population. You know, it's, it's uh, everywhere. You know, everywhere you have, it's, you have uh, people that are happy with one thing, other people are happy with that, uh, in terms of dentistry, I mean. Of course. And, 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 and so it, it's all about setting goals, really, you know. And, and even though sometimes I, I or, or I have people saying to me, oh, man, you are, you were in the U.S. and now you're in Canada and this and that. You don't know if that's my goal or yeah. you don't know if that's my final goal. Yeah. Uh, what makes what, what you think that I'm happy where I am? So what, is, what, what is, you say, so what is your final goal? I don't know, man. It's always changing. You I, know? Don't, I don't want to play. I don't want to play the melodramatic, <laughs> the melodramatic journalist. You know, it's 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 a constant. You know, it's uh, I want. I I don't want to do this. I uh, so I've, we've been doing this for twenty years, right? And um, I think what fifteen more years, and then it's done. Um, and you know, my goal. What one of the goals. To move here was not to 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 tell my friends in Portugal. Oh, I'm in the U.S. or in Canada. The goal was because we wanted to give a better life to our kids. Yeah. Period. That was yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, now, now that we're here, the kids are happy. Um, we're established. So um, I have to think in in 15 years, what do I want to do? And we were discussing that the other day because I was telling her that I said, "Man, I want I want to buy a farm." You know, I want to buy a farm. Stuff. What do you want to farm for? Man, I want to farm. I want to have cows. You know, and that makes me happy. And she goes like, "Oh, I thought you were going to go back to teach when you retired. I thought you were going back to teach." And I said, "Yeah, maybe. Why not?" But I don't know. Today, I feel like I want a farm and cows. You know, so it, it's like that. I know. I, I know. I you have to work. In my opinion, you have to work with a goal in mind. Goal. Right, um, and and obviously, if if you can be happy while you do that, the better, right? Uh, so, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm being where I am now. It's not the end goal for sure. I think so. But I'm would happy. That, would, would, would that farm be in Alentejo or something like that? I don't know, man. I like it here. You know, I li I really like it here. The, I, I the, really one, like the, it one, here. the ones here are cheaper. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
100%. But you know, Canada is beautiful, man. It's, yeah. it's, I, I wish you guys come here one day. Well, and you, if you want to come, you stay with us. No problem at all. Uh, thank it's, you. It's a beautiful country. In terms of natural beauty, man, Portugal, it's stunning, right? I mean, yeah. it's our country, right? Uh, but Canada, it's, it's insanely beautiful. Yeah. Diogo, last, last question. How do you see the future of the district? Well, uh, you know, young generations, lots of drive, lots of people um, with strong opinions. So it can it can only be good. I mean, I I, I like to, I prefer to see the positives uh, rather than the negatives. And um, do you think we're I going think, back to a patient centered dentistry? You know, because we've been through a phase when we got when we graduated, it was very money driven dentistry, right? And you just you just yeah. said it. Do you think yeah. we're going back to a patient-centered dentistry with this young, uh, this new generation of dentists? Unfortunately, not. <laughs> but I think there are. No, I don't think we are. As soon, I don't know. I don't know if this generation will be. I don't think so. But we do have people within this generation, and I speak about Portuguese dentistry mostly. mostly that are there are definitely good clinicians you know i see a lot of um young clinicians with a lot of potential but they just want it very fast right and if if they don't rush things uh there's there's lots of things uh, good things to come you know we have a very very strong opinionated um um generation and that's good because it's if it's a uh, more laid back um generation would be um would be worth but do i believe it's going to be more patient centered i don't know man i'm very skeptical about this this facebook and instagram generation i don't know i'm sorry to say this but i am i am i am i am uh but i hope i'm wrong you know I, and i hope uh i hope this this few that i know that that are very driven to take the profession forward um that they that they step up and 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 actually and actually become leaders of the of the profession i i have to say that i i agree with you i think that uh placing the the the, um, the patient in the center is not the the strongest point of uh the generations and 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 i've been dealing with a lot of people from the 20s and in their 30s and I, I think it's it, it sometimes it's when we talk about that they feel a little bit odd, you know, because it's not the environment that they um, that they feel more comfortable. I think it's a little bit strange for them. And uh, but uh, but I, I think that sooner or later we'll have to come back to that. I think that sooner or later, and we always tell that it's not only because of. Um, it's not only because that is a danger for patients, not only that, but I think the biggest danger is for their own mental health as professionals, you know, because I don't Absolutely. think... You're you are right when you say that, yeah, for some dentists, it's happy to, to, to look at the, at, the, at the numbers at the end of the day and say, well, we made 20,000, 15,000, it's true. But I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't think that sustainable happiness or whatever you want to call it can be achieved through things outside personal relationships or or caring for 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 the other one. I don't think that that, that is possible. I agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. But they do they know that? I don't think they do. 
and that's the thing, right? Yes. And and sometimes you leave you leave you leave years and years uh, in 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 that depressive mode of of, yes. of thinking thinking that you are happy with what yes. you have when when you don't, yes. right? Yes. So yeah. Yes, it takes time. It ta it it takes time, and and, and I think and and I think it is uh, it is difficult to teach. It is difficult to teach. Uh, look, look. This is what you should be doing if you want to be fulfilled. This is what we believe you should be doing if you want to be fulfilled with a profession, happy, and have a good laughs in a few decades. Um, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. No, but it's it's good to like Manuela started with the mindful dentistry, yeah. and 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 all all this is is if you can't get any higher than. This at least you raise awareness, right? Yes, and you, yes, that's the you raise yeah. awareness for yeah. for something that you know it's 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 a fresh a breath a breath of fresh air because like yeah. oh out of out of nowhere you had <laughs> kids here yeah. out of nowhere uh, you had um, you had uh, five endodontic courses five surgical courses five this and five that and then you see like breath of fresh air what's this mindful dentistry <laughs> what is this you know. Like yeah. this goes crazy, you know, and 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 it's that if when dentists start realizing that it's not yeah. about the process, it's not about it, it it really helps. It really yeah. helps, and 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 I'm pretty sure you're helping a lot of people. Yeah, sure. it's, it it is true. It's it's sometimes I, I don't I, I haven't talked to this to, to to you about this manual, but yesterday I, I, I Saturday yesterday it was Saturday. And I gave uh, a full no a full afternoon lecture on um, posterior tooth restoration. Actually, by the way, Diogo, we have a very interesting series of three articles for posterior tooth restorations coming out this year on the International Journal of Static Dentistry. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to ask your opinion on that because it, took us, yeah, it took us three years to write that. But okay, but there was this girl and she was in our courses. Um, she was on our courses. Um, a few years back, and she was doing a refreshing on one of the classes. And says, "Well, uh, she 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 stayed up after everybody went, and she was there just showing me a case, and I was helping her with the case. And then we were both leaning, and she told me, look, and and I listened to your to to your and Manuel's podcast. Oh, and how do you find it? Well, it was really helpful because uh, there was a time in my life where, where where I was completely about about a month, a few months ago, where she was." Uh, she she was not happy because she changed the practice and she was doing more of uh, uh, bread and butter dentist and she was not very happy with that and she decided to uh, to to do um, to do a three month journey alone uh, through Vietnam or stuff like that and she told me look I came back and I found the path the podcast and it reignited something in me for 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 dentistry and and uh, and, and, and you should and you should tell that Manuel and I forgot to tell you that mm -hmm. so it's good I think that um, I think that it's awesome, uh, man. yeah it, I think that it's if about, you and this is what we try to do here like you yeah like you were saying yeah. you I mean if I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I I mean most of my work I feel like I'm talking to a big void that you know that no one is listening, and then yeah. there's one person yeah. that yeah. that comes and say, "Oh, I really uh, because yeah. my, and, and my, my also my, my my what I feel is that 
we all feel this what you said you know the the, the isolation yeah. of the profession us being lonely the, the mental health stru struggles yeah. the the searching for perfection the dealing not good with success they have to deal with staff and all of that it's a very demanding profession and we all feel it yeah. but some yeah. of us can uh And, and some of us think, okay, is there more to it? Is there more to it? Yeah. That, can I do it in a different yeah. way? You know, can yeah. I do it in a different yeah. way? But I think that, and, and going back to Portugal also, is that we are still very narrow-minded, you know, and, and if, yeah. we yeah. like if we expose all of this, then we feel very vulnerable yeah. and we feel like we are... Yeah, you can see this week, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. so, but, but for yeah. me, it's all about you know, okay, putting the word out there, and if I reach one person, then it's already a a a, a win because this this started also as my own process, but um, but I think that more and more, um, it makes sense to say that yes technical the technique in the industry is important it's the base of everything you have to to have you you have to learn the technique but you learn it you learn it and you do it yeah. and then after after yes, correct and then you yeah. have to take care yeah. of yourself yeah. you have to really uh, invest in taking good care of yourself so that you can be a good person and when you exactly. are in that chair with your with your patient and exactly. then you can be yourself yeah. your true self because what you yeah. said in the beginning you yeah. i think it was beautiful because you said i i'm i'm just being me i present myself as me because if not that's a lot of work now yes, imagine exactly. all the struggles yeah. in the industry and then having to be something that you are not when someone enters yeah, yeah. your cabinet and you put on this mask So yeah. it's it's get a lot easier if you just be yourself and if you if you learn uh, to, to 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 enjoy the profession and to have fun with your days and with your patients also because the technique yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you learn it and even with the technique is just like you said who measures success at the end of the day it's you because the patient is yours yeah. and if the tooth is functional and if it works 100%. yeah that's, that's yeah. success for you So I think it's very yeah. important. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, it was really, no, really, really thank good, you for having good me. To, to hear it. I think I agree with Andrea. You have a lot to say. You have a lot to teach. Um, and and um, and we, I'm sure we're going to be uh, seeing you. And, and, and also, and, and, yeah, 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 Andrea, continue to say. And I was about to tell you that that uh, it's very good, it's very refreshing to 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 have someone so transparent as you and so yeah. so open to, to, to exposing yourself. That's very good. But see, for example, maybe that's now that's not the way I'm perceived, right? Because of reputation. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think. Well, at least at least. For, but 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 again, one of the things. Yeah, but one of the things that I notice. Is that in endodontics, especially within the because endodontics was was probably the most active community in, in social media in Portugal in the beginning, and there was a lot of wars of schools of this and that. There was, there was a lot, 
And other, for the, in Prosto, I don't think there's that much. But in Nando, it gets it sometimes it got really nasty, wasn't it? So so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't understand that. But like I was telling you, I, I've I've never met you in person, and even in your clinical work, I'm, I mean, I can judge it. But I, I knew that you were very passionate about teaching, and you had you had some very good uh, documentation of cases. But I was telling them, I always felt felt a very good energy from you, and it, and and and, uh, and and I knew we would have a, an excellent podcast. So thank you for being so yes, thank you, so thank honest you so much. So thank you for having me. Yeah, and we have and, we, uh, and we, we we hope to to see you in Portugal when you come over. Yeah, that's that was for sure. that's what I was yeah, going to say. Um, me and George Andre, we have a, a, a conscience leadership course that we do in Sagres, and uh, if. If you ever want to join us, you're very, very, very welcome uh, to, to, to join Thank us, you. really. Yeah. The place is Thanks, very guys. Nice. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the nice chat. I think that was basically what it was, right? A chat between friends. And, um, and I hope you guys keep doing what you're doing. And again, Manuela, if it inspires one people, one person, sorry, mm-hmm. if you, Andre, inspire people by by your posts by your do it man do it man. <laughs> i saw i saw your app came out i saw your uh, app advertisement see if i if i if i hadn't gone to social media i wouldn't have said yeah, some, yeah. Uh, is it an app right it is it is basically a, an online software to present treatment plans and make sure if there you, you want to try it if you want to try it it will be more than happy to, to but see, uh, so guys much success for you um, and all the best. Thank you, Diogo, for, for you. Thank for you, you so too. much. All the best. Thank you so Thank much you so for much. giving us time. Bye bye, everyone. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye.